May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Were you all watching the kids during the children's sermon? Did you notice it? Did you? Whoa! Jordan just did it again. <gasps> you did it too! Do you see it? They're growing! They're getting bigger! Okay, true confessions. I don't actually physically see them getting bigger with my eyes, but you know it's happening, right? I mean, think about that. Uh, that, uh, you know, Norman Rockwell Americana tradition, you, you mark the kid's height on a, a door frame or a wall in, in the house. You know what I'm talking about? Why, why do you do that? Well, if you don't, you, you don't see the growth because you're looking at them every day and our eyes aren't that perceptive to actually see them, them getting bigger millimeter by millimeter but, but you, you give it enough time and you, and you stand them up against that mark. They, you know, just a month ago they were here and now they're, they're here. It helps us to see the growth. Today, God's word appointed for the gospel lesson appointed for this Sunday has Jesus teaching us about growth. He tells us to, to see the growth, but he's not talking uh, about kids getting bigger physically. He's, he's talking about the kingdom of God, he says. That ruling of Christ in our hearts and in the world, in the church. He wants to teach us that the kingdom of God grows. So, so let's see the growth. Our gospel lesson is recorded in Mark chapter 4. It's printed for you in the bulletin there. <clears throat> this is Jesus speaking. He also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe... He puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Yet, when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds of the air can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable, but when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. This is the gospel of our Lord. You notice there that Jesus told two stories, two parables, as he's teaching us. And he says he's teaching us about the kingdom of God, right? The, the ruling of God in our hearts and, and in our world. And the first lesson he wants to teach us about the kingdom of the God is that it grows even without our perception, even without our, our noticing it, even without our accomplishing it. Right? And so there's the story, the, the man is sowing seed, he plants the seed, it says he doesn't even fully understand how it works, but he plants it and, and then what does he do? He goes away. He goes to sleep. He wakes up. 
he goes on his life not really even worrying about it. I mean, yes, he did everything he could to make sure it had sun and, and water and, and uh, um, good soil, but he's not accomplishing anything in the seed anymore. He, he's not doing it. It just happens, right? That, that's the story. And, and this is a story that Jesus told in a whole series of parables about the kingdom. Uh, remember that, that Sunday school lesson where Jesus is preaching on the side of the Sea of Galilee and there's so many people gathering around him that, that what does he do? He gets, gets on a boat so that everybody can see him and, and hear him. That's this one. And he tells parable after parable about the, the kingdom Previously, he had told the story about the, the farmer that sows the seed and it falls on different types of ground, right? The path, the, the, the weeds, the, the rocks, and then the good soil. In that one, Jesus explained, he said, the seed is the word of God. So those hearers would have had that concept rolling around in their head as they hear this one. And, and now we hear that the, the seed is, is growing, so we may say it's the, it's the word of God working in our hearts, right? But, but as Jesus is telling these stories, remember, the goal is not to try to figure out, you know, each particular little picture in the, in the parable has some specific thing it's saying. No, it's the, it's the main point Jesus is trying to make, right? And what's the point here? He says that that word of God, that seed, that that faith grows even without our noticing it, right? Even without our our working on it. So think about it this way. Have you ever been frustrated that the word of God doesn't seem to be working like you think it should or in the, the time frame that you think it should, right? You know, maybe, you're, maybe you're sharing Jesus with a friend or a coworker, and you keep trying and it's just not working, but you're using the word and the word works so it should be happening right now, right? Or, or maybe, maybe January 1 you said, I'm going to make some changes in life. I'm going to improve my life. I'm going to read the Bible every day and that's going to cause some great things to happen. But then you don't see some of those other things that you think should be, be happening. Or maybe you're, you're working on your relationship and, and you say, you know what, it'd be good. Let's do devotions together and, and let's pray together. Let's come to church together. But then you go home and you get in that fight and... You don't always see eye to eye. What gives? Doesn't the word work? You know, it's easy to get frustrated when when we are saying, okay, this is what I should be seeing, and I'm not seeing it. You know, that farmer, when he sows the seed, if he goes back out to his field the next day expecting to see a field full of wheat ripe for the harvest, he's going to be really disappointed, right? He doesn't expect that. He knows how this works, right? It, it, it takes time. It's like, you know, raising a child. We talk about children, children growing. You know, raising a child, that's a slow play, right? You, you discipline that child, and then the next day when they do the same thing, what? Eh, just give up. It didn't work. You uh, try to instill certain habits, and when they don't always apply it, does that mean that you are useless and, and, and it hasn't hasn't had any success? I mean, when you teach them how to tie a shoe or how to tie a tie, you don't expect them that they're going to get it just like that. 
In fact, more often than not, when, when we look, you know, close up, zoom in on, on what we're expecting, more often than not, it seems like we fail. And it just doesn't work. That's why Jesus teaches us with this parable today. You know, at the beginning of the sermon, I didn't really see the kids growing. And you're okay with that. We know it's happening, even if we don't see it. Jesus says, when, when that seed of the word is planted, it works. We know it's happening. We don't always see it the way, the way we want to see it. Sometimes we need to zoom out and, and take a look. You know, I, I think of... Uh, uh, Confirmation Sunday, right? Last month, we had Confirmation Sunday. That's kind of one of those, one of those marks on the wall of, of the, you know, you're seeing the growth, right? Because these kids, they get up here, and they, they, they recite passages from Scripture like, like it's second nature. They, they explain their faith so beautifully. They, they make very grown-up promises. But I want you to compare those, those confirmands with that student that started confirmation class the year before or two years before. Think of the difference. God's been doing some growth there, right? God's been doing some work there, even though I will admit there were plenty of days of frustration when when the children just didn't want to learn one particular Bible verse or or they couldn't get the answer to the question that I've asked seven times and we've gone through it all these times. if I'm just focusing on the, the here and now, it's really easy to get, get frustrated. But zoom out, and you see the growth. We need to sometimes step back and, and look at our own faith that way. Right? We, we plant the seed. We, we hear the word. We need to see growth because... If we don't, if we're, still, if we're so focused in on what I want to see here and now and what I'm not seeing, or if I am seeing it, either way, we can get ourselves into some trouble, right? Either, either we get prideful and arrogant or we get frustrated and despair because either we are seeing the accomplishment that, that, that I want to see, that I'm doing, or we're not seeing the accomplishment instead of seeing that the only accomplishment that happens is God's doing, not mine. So step back and see the growth. You plant the seed, right? God's word. You, you know God's word. Jesus died for you. It's, it's that simple. Jesus loves me this I know for the Bible tells me so. Right? We're sinners. God demanded perfection. We deserve death. We deserve hell. But Jesus came to pay your price. They buried him in the ground like, like that seed. And like that seed, new life sprang from that. Jesus rose from the dead and gives you new life. Gives you eternal life. It's that simple. When, when you hear the word, when you come here and, and worship around the word, even if you don't notice it, 
Even if you're sitting here saying, okay, pastor, that whole last paragraph, you could have just gone fast forward on that because I've heard that all a hundred times already. I know that, of course. Even then, the word is working. God is accomplishing things through the word. So see the growth as God works through his word in each of our hearts. And now look at the next parable. See the growth as God is doing the work in his church, in the world. So he tells the story of the mustard seed, right? The smallest seed an Israeli farmer would be planting in in his garden, which became the largest plant of the garden. So big, in fact, he says that the birds of the air can perch in its branches. What's he talking about here? He's talking about that, that, that astounding growth. I think of the, the blink phenomenon when it comes to, to parenting a child. It's happened to me a couple times here recently where you see in your head, you have your child, and they are at, you know, whatever stage you have them at it there in your head, right? That they are, they are this small, cute, quiet, whatever. And, and then you blink, and, and something happens, and, and you realize, oh, they're grown. God works like that. Has, has that ever happened? Um, I know if you're a parent, I know it's happened to you there, but, but has it ever happened when it comes to your faith? Maybe you're, you're struggling through a really tough time and things are not going well and it seems like failure after failure and, and burden after burden heaped upon you and, and it's just a battle, it's a struggle. Zoom out. A couple years later, you look back at that same time period in your life. You ever been astounded at, at, oh, yeah, God was doing something there. And you notice how he, he strengthened you through those trials. How he, he taught you to pray that much more. He taught you to lean on him that much more. And here's this, this beautiful thing that came out of that, that tough time. And it's not just each of us individually. The, the kingdom grows as the church grows. I mean, think about, think about the early Christians, right? I mean, they, they seem to be facing one failure after another, one frustration after another. I mean, sure, on this day that we have in the gospel lesson here, Jesus is preaching to a huge crowd. Great thing, right? This is wonderful. But if you keep reading the gospels, you know that... Uh, one by one, the crowd disappeared as Jesus told them he was the only way, right? He was their salvation. He was the Messiah. And they said, no, 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 that's too hard. We can't accept that. Got to the point where when Jesus died, what does it say? His followers were able to fit in one room. But then Pentecost, right? Fifty days later, we just celebrated Pentecost Sunday. The Holy Spirit is poured out and, 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 and miracles happen and 3,000 people are brought to faith on that one day. Good stuff, right? And, and, and that early church was growing and booming from there and, and every day it said that, that more people were, were coming to faith. This beautiful growth. But then, persecution. And the church was, it seemed, shut down dispersed, scattered. The Christians were forced to flee Jerusalem to, to every corner of the, of the globe. 
it seemed like it was all over. But you've seen this story, right? You know what God was doing as the people were spread to the four corners. When they got there, what did they do? They planted the seed. They shared the word. And God caused the growth. One historian estimates that by the time the last apostle died, John, there were half a million Christians in the world. Think about that. From a room full to 500,000. Yeah, I'd say that's some, some impressive growth in the span of one lifetime. And how about today? Two billion Christians in the world? And it's not just in the world. I mean, think about locally here as well. How, how about here at Abiding Grace? Remember 18 years ago? Just a handful, right? And now today, what, 350 members? It's good to kind of take that, that, that look every once in a while because it is easy to get frustrated. I mean, like, like right now, more people should be coming to church, right? We, we, we should, I mean, we should need to add another service. But then you zoom out and you look at what God's done. Yeah, not all of our 350 are, are here right now, but, but guess what? A bunch of them are, are watching online. I mean, think about that. COVID kind of shut down attendance for a while. Uh, and we're just kind of getting, getting through that and getting more and more people to, to come back. But, but what happened then? More and more people had opportunity to, to join us and worship with us online. On any given Sunday, as far as I know, we have regular worshipers with us from, let me think here, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, Florida, and Texas, and Tennessee. Those are the ones I know about. Who would have seen that coming? You step back and, yeah, God's word works. God causes growth. See the growth in the church. And so, so we just keep spreading the word. We just keep planting the seed. So, so keep doing that. As you support the work we do together of planting this seed with, with your offerings and with your prayers, as you invite your friends and, and family and neighbors and co-workers to come and hear this word. As you help out with the summer programs for the kids, the Vacation Bible School, soccer camp. As you go canvassing and, and follow-up visits, join with, with myself and Vicar and our SMA students and, and, and invite those people. Keep spreading the word. And then look and, and see the growth. When we do, we'll have even more reason to praise the one who causes it. In Christ, amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's rise and confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed printed on page 11 in the bulletin. <clears throat> I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, the seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. 
From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. And his king, Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.